Welcome to this new episode of the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the first part of our episode with the thought leader group of TIS, the Treasury Intelligence Solutions. This group is composed of Jur Wimmer, John Packets, and Nicolas Christian. Jur was the former head of Treasury at SAP before he founded TIS, went through the position of CEO, and is now the Chief Strategy Officer. John is a vice president at TIS and thrive on the US markets. And Nicolas founded Cashforce, the cash flow forecasting tool that you may have heard of. Cashforce was purchased by TIS in June 2022, and since then, Nicolas is their chief communication officer. In the episode of today, expect to learn the ins and outs of the growing influence of treasurers and their role for 2023 the impact of uncertainty on the coming year's strategy, the upskilling by companies of data science and management skills, why the war of talents is more of a topic than ever before, and much more. It was, again, amazing to interview you, John and Nicholas, and we are extremely grateful for the opportunity. We hope you enjoyed the episode as much as Husam and I did, animating this panel discussion. If that is the case, well, the best way of showing it to us is to rate us, with a good grade, of course, on your favorite podcast app. It only takes 10 seconds and truly helps the podcast, allowing us to invite more and more amazing guests. With all that being said, please welcome Jörg, John and Nicolas. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, Jörg, we, we see a trend lately uh, as the Treasury strategic influence grows. Is it correct, and are Treasury correct in their perception, that Treasury is becoming more and more strategic? And uh, whether it is a yes or no question, why so? And maybe looking at you first, Jörg, what's your view on that? Yeah, thank you for asking this question. That indeed, Treasury is becoming more strategic. This is uh, obvious and the treasurer itself, he wants to position the team as a thought leader and a business partner, strategic advisor to the C-level. This is because when the going gets tough, the treasury team is always in the spotlight. So I worked as a treasurer before I started TRS 12 years ago. Um, and in my former role as head of treasury uh, during the financial crisis, the CFO uh, knocked on my uh, office door almost on a daily basis. Why? Well, cash position is mission critical. Cash forecast is a big topic. And in a, in a nutshell, data is the new gold from a treasury perspective. And uh, data makes it treasure a strategic business partner. The treasure is sitting on the gold mine. This is the cash flow data. Cash flow. That tells you the truth, right? Cash flow is real time. Cash flow is uh, kind of lifeblood of a company. Accounting is an opinion maybe from yesterday, best case. So it makes a lot of sense to collect data, to structure the data, to analyze this data, and then to transfer this data into actionable data, not only to reduce currency risk or to increase 
yields optimization, this data can be used uh, also to earn money, yeah. <laughs> to convert the treasury team into a business partner or uh, convert uh, the cost center treasury into a profit center. How could that work? Well, think about um, natural cards, which uh, could use uh, and where you simply leverage the data. So try, my recommendation is uh, to all these treasures, let's try to become more strategic. Yes, try to acquire this data, to orchestrate this data and convert this data into uh, actionable data and best case earn money out of this. Okay, so treasurers are a little bit the, the custodians of cash and data related to cash, and that yes. makes them a person of contact for the CFOs and the strategic decisions uh, driven. Super clear. correct. Anything to add, colleagues? Um, John, maybe as a former treasurer. Yeah, I mean, I think you've made a lot of really good points, York, but I'm definitely seeing a trend towards treasury becoming less siloed, you know, to your point. Yeah. It's no longer treasuries downloading these reports. They can put together a cash position and do their reconciliation and sort of operating within the silo. Those no, that I job with, uh, yeah, those that have done a good job with technology investments are definitely realizing that they have an opportunity to be a strategic partner to the business, both in sharing that data and in analyzing that data and sharing the insights, you know? So I think treasuries are in a unique position where they might see things a little bit earlier than the rest of the business because they see when it impacts cash. So that's immediate, right? So they might notice things like, you know, an increasing DSO a lot earlier than, you know, the, the, the AR department might, and they can be a good business to, uh, partner from that perspective and sharing those insights and saying, Hey, something's wrong here. It's worth a, a closer look. And depending how good that analysis is, they can even probably provide really good strategic recommendations to the business on how to improve some of those operations. Yeah. And maybe if I, if I want to add, when you talk about these insights, more today than, than ever before due to the macroeconomical situation, due to the COVID crisis we had, ultimately insights are critical to decision-making or fast decision-making. And today we're just confronted with um, top levels, yes, top levels of organization, management levels, C-levels that are really required to make quicker, faster uh, decisions, but also decisions that will ultimately change dramatically sometimes the course of the uh, of the enterprises and without good insights without good data from um the, the treasury and that's where treasury becomes a lot more strategic that's actually impossible and this is uh yeah this is just a, a new a new role that since a couple of years treasury treasures um have been playing very close to the management and CEO team of organizations so you, you touched on a good point there. Go, going into the economic environment that we are right now in 2023, right? Um, how do you see that playing out into the, the, the economic turmoil most companies are going to go into over the next few months or years? Yeah, I can just quick quote, I guess the obvious is, is that the word of uncertainty is a word that will be just baked in everybody's strategy. So when you think about, oh, Let's define a strategy for 2023, 2024, 2025. Let's say there's so much uncertainty around so much of the macroeconomic environment, but also just the variables which are potentially uh, impacting your business, be it currencies, be it supply chains, be it customers and vendors in certain areas uh, in the world that are potentially in, I would say, the trade war, either in, in, an, in, an, actual, in an actual war, 
there's so many variables that are unknown that creates a lot of uncertainty. And these uncertainty has have to be big. So the uncertainty factors have to be built into scenarios, like scenario planning. And, you know, when you think about scenario planning, this is all what, let's say, the part, let's say, sea levels are doing today. We try to think in scenario one, we have these variables. In scenario two, we have these, et cetera. And let's say that navigating and using the scenarios going into the actual 2023 year and navigating between those scenarios, seeing which scenario is actually going to play out or less is going to be uh, really key. Um, I would say that's on a, on a more gener uh, general level when, when I would need to comment on what's actually going to happen. I don't know. It's really very uncertain. Super clear. And so linking back this uncertainty and the scenarios, you will need obviously data, right, to build them. I'm also linking back to what you said earlier about cash management and data management. Maybe in looking at you, John, here, cash management has been a core treasury function for a long time now. So why are cash management skill sets still at the top of the priorities list for treasury and treasury departments? Yeah, I think there's probably three key reasons, and we kind of already touched on one here in terms of the economic uncertainty, right? Sort of the looming sort of economic downturn slash possible recession, rising borrowing costs. All these factors are naturally going to put more emphasis on cash management and what a company is doing with its cash on a day-to-day -day basis. And then the second is probably technology. I mean, cash management is kind of undergoing somewhat of a transformation as, as things like, uh, you know, open banking APIs and things like that start to come into focus, AI and machine learning. So fundamentally started changing the, the the way treasurers can manage cash on a day-to-day -day basis, really. And there's been a big focus on real-time cash management, right? And, and companies really want to understand the benefits of adopting a real-time cash management, how they can be sort of more strategic from that perspective. And I think the third is, you know, maybe echoing back to the, to the point we made at the beginning here about treasury trying to become more strategic or actually, you know, sort of becoming more strategic. They're no longer just generating reports. It's 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 not you know hey let's let's download the cash position here. Let's create the cash position. Let's look at the the weekly out the uh, um, weekly outlook here and and just sort of report this out to the organization. They're usually they're actually using it as the blueprint about how to manage cash on a day to day basis. And there's a lot of different tools at their disposal that they can use now that weren't available before to allow them to better manage cash. Um, really to make sure that they're optimizing the use of idle cash or they're finding creative uh, uh, solutions for cash shortfalls. So think, something that comes to mind is supply chain financing arrangements where yeah, treasurers can look and say, okay, I have excess cash here. Do I want to take advantage of some early pay discounts as sort of a mechanism to optimize yields more so than I could through a short-term cash investment product, right? Or do I want to pull in some early pay discounts for my own uh, customers to you know kind of increase my cash position in the near term? as an alternative to going out and drawing on my revolver, right? So they're trying to marry, I think, all these concepts together. And people are recognizing it takes a different degree of cash management skill to be able to do that these days. Okay, so a lot linked to uh, treasury technologies. Um, Nicolas, something you would like to, to add on that? Or what's your view regarding cash management and the data and technology embedded to it? Being analytical savvy is super, super important. And we cannot count only on let's say backgrounds uh like like engineers we need to really also retrain or train uh the persons in treasury uh, to let them be i would say analyzers of of data um and all the way from from top to bottom so i think this is uh this is certainly something it's like a little bit of a gap sometimes that we see across different treasury teams and this gap will have to be closed 
um, in in the near term, basically for a lot of treasury teams to become really operationally efficient with the data they have under their belt. That's really interesting because you mentioned that. I mean, it's it, we're having this golden gold rush of data, right? And and people are going to have to get with the times to be able to take advantage of that. You're bringing you back into the discussion as well. Have you seen any good examples of companies upskilling their 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 organization like that? Uh, and if so, or if not, how how should companies go about, or individual treasurers go about upskilling? And what skills would you prioritize for them to develop to harness all of this? Yeah, probably there's one important point next to technology, and this is uh, these are the people. At the end, your success as the treasurer is linked to the quality of the team. And there is a war for talent in the, this office. It's really difficult to find talents uh, and um, to motivate those. And what you should, should be able to offer as an employer, especially as a treasurer, uh, state-of-the-art technology in your <laughs> treasury team. Um, nobody wants to, as a junior treasury analyst, and nobody wants to deal with complex spreadsheet, uh, collecting data from all the subsidies to finally consolidate it to Excel and then uh, present a cash forecast, which is outdated already. So long story short, you need to be able as an employer to be attractive to offer state-of-the-art technology and to allow those colleagues to streamline and automate processes that the daily cash the daily stupid cash management process can be highly automated and this frees up resources allows your colleagues to focus more on those strategic topics and this is fun and at the end leads to uh, in a nutshell to that strategic influence of the treasure so war for talents and technology. That's really interesting. We we did a podcast series with a good friend of the podcast, uh, Mike Richards, uh, mm-hmm. a while back. Uh, he's a, he owns the treasure recruitment company. And his mm-hmm. point was also that um, two things. One is that treasury systems are becoming more intelligent. So the people that come into treasury organizations aren't just doing you know data entry anymore. You know, we're automating all this. People need to yes. be able to make sense of that data and drive value out of it. Yes. Right? And the other thing he said was the way that the market is going overall from a talent pool point of view is that, you know, maybe employers don't have as much of the market uh, as much now and it's more coming to the employee where they have more choice. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go to the organization that's technologically advanced where they can add value and innovate and, and drive business decisions for it as opposed to just data entry. Nicola, you seem to be agreeing with that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, referring also to your previous question, you said like, you know, uh, do you have any good examples? And, you know, one of our clients, uh, like for example, Kellogg's who recently won different awards with sort of best technology solutions, best cash forecasting initiatives. I think they're a great example of a company where I think the lead treasury, uh, uh person, the lead treasurer ultimately is very tech savvy and basically this vision of embracing technology, maybe even testing technology that, let's say, has not been tested before and let's say where she or he is the first mover. Um, But having that vision or having that way of thinking um, is indeed something that is quite appealing for new people that enter the treasury area. And they say, look, I'm I'm looking forward to an exciting opportunity where I can uh, 
go outside of my comfort zone or where people are allowed to go outside of that comfort zone and there are people are being challenged uh, by new technology on a day-to-day basis. And I think um, having a leader in the treasury team like with Kellogg's that is very much embracing that technology, it works actually really, how do you say that, contagious for the rest of the team. Um, and you see also, uh, I would say, very happy uh, co-working or happy colleagues basically across that team and most of the time, happy colleagues then generate also more successes, as you will have read from the, the Kellogg's case studies.